Hey, my name is Chris McAllister, and I spent 10 years rabidly chasing my goals. A custom-built home at age 22, a custom-dream home for my family at age 27, a millionaire on paper. I spoke for large audiences. I led a nonprofit where I had a large team, and it all came crashing down. Eviction notice, a box of Cheerios I couldn't buy, I could barely feed my family, my wife sold her engagement ring, and I've spent the last eight years obsessively studying, teaching, coaching others on what I have to remind myself of every day day, that the key to finding sustainable happiness, that sustainable flow, is to unblock yourself from self-sabotage and be at your best. My goal is to guide you through fear by slowing down the moment to help you harness your energy. This podcast will talk you through the stress and help you feel calm and organized. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Two quick things before we get started. One, in the middle of a current coaching module. So if you want to get in on the next one, I would need to hear from you. You could go to chrismcallister.com. That's one of each letter in the last name, forward slash share. And you can get some info about it there. And uh, feel free to hit me up. That's where I walk you through what are the first 12 episodes of this podcast. It's the deepest deconstruction, reconstruction that I know of as far as how to really harness who you are and focus and relax your way into your brilliance. So that's happening. Also to this year, I'm saying yes to more speaking opportunities. So it's really cool to have that developing and love to chat with you about that. I have the content from the first 12 episodes with what we do with the coaching program. And then I also have a sight shift light and it's uh, seven mistakes that I teach through. Uh, I wish I could tell you about the other stuff I'm working on now, but that'll come later. So, hey, coaching, speaking, I would love to chat with you. Hit me up. All right, let's jump into today's episode. When my wife and I were dating, so um, 16 years married this summer, but it was fascinating when we were dating that I noticed she would tend to talk about the past and I would tend to talk about the future. And she had a way of almost engaging the present through that lens of nostalgia. And then I had a way of engaging the present through that lens of the future. And the way that we relate to time typically breaks down into, you know, a fearful dread of the future, uh, a fantasy chasing of the future, um, a bitterness from the past or an over-nostalgic approach to the past. And all four of those keep us from being present. Uh, And so most of the people I tend to work with have a future orientation, and, and I tend to have that. So the way that I word it for myself that helps me to stay uh, in in the tension of relating to time in a healthy way, I'm present, engaged, and future-focused. So this month, the idea that we're dealing with in this 10,000-step journey, and the podcast this year is about this 10,000-step journey, that you don't change your life through like some heroic strength. It's these daily steps, small micro-movements, and the first four, and, and you can see which episode it is by parentheses. It's got the parentheses and then the number. The first four, we're on what it means to stir a vision, then we're focused on making peace with that vision. And now this uh, chunk, we've been focused on what it means to prepare extensively. And so everything we've been talking about is preparing, that it's a mindset, that you need systems to capture things. Uh, Last week, I told you about building your ideal week. And today I want to give you what will sound like, oh, come on, that's ridiculous. That small, that simple, that easy, that feels cliche or trite, but it is a massive idea. And it's this, just take the next right 
step. Whatever it is, just take the next right step. Now, how do you figure out what the next right step is and how do you take it? Well, that's what we're going to be diving into uh, for today's episode. And so to set that up, I think the easiest way to relate to it is have you ever had a situation where you felt out of energy? You felt completely deflated and defeated and exhausted and you didn't have any inner resources to do what needed to be done. We all face those moments. We all lose motivation. And I want to give you a way of understanding this so that you can regain motivation. Uh, We had moved, it was a year ago, and I've told this story, I think, one other time on the podcast, but we... It was a few months after we had moved in. We had to go get some furniture, make that day-long Ikea trip. And you know how you feel when you get back from Ikea. You're exhausted. And then you have stuff to put together. So my goal was that I would put stuff together um, maybe the next weekend because the work week was going to hit the next day. And while we're driving back, I think, no, I'm going to bang out a few hours and get some stuff done. I get home, and I've got to go downstairs to get my tools. I open the basement door, I look down the stairs, and I see the outline of the water, outline of the water just around the basement at the bottom. And I'm thinking, okay, the dehumidifier's leaked on the rug, but that's happened, and I've had to fix it a couple times, And but wait, this is like more than a small bucket full of water. So I walk down the stairs, and oh my God, there's half an inch to an inch of water covering the floor. I felt sweat form immediately on my forehead. Um, when you're at a place and you're getting a business going and you've moved and it's the hustle and bustle of a growing family for me, uh, daughters 10, 11, and 13, what? I am completely done. I look around. They uh, have this American Girl camping scene. It's ruined. The surface of a bookcase is bubbled up at the bottom. And I had just come through what I would say is one of the most challenging six months requiring more determination and grit than I'd ever want to have to access. And now a flooded basement. I was telling the story to a buddy, and I had written out some thoughts, and I said, a hot tear flashed into my eye. And he was like, what is a hot tear? I was like, that's that tear of exhaustion when there's nothing else there. Uh, no one has, in a sustainable way, uh, energy that can always be accessible in huge bucketfuls, right? We all have times where we've compared ourselves to another person, and we've felt inadequate because they look so accomplished, And here's what we don't understand. They've faced those moments, too. They've wanted to quit, too. It is normal. Uh, They did a study that with kids in science, if they were exposed to the fact that the scientists had problems, too, uh, the study showed that the kids did better at moving forward in their science because they felt permission that I don't have to figure it all out. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't always have to know everything that's going to happen. I can struggle, I can have problems, but I'm going to keep going. See what happens when we compare ourselves to others, the shame, it just saturates us. We're not enough, they're better. Look at the massive project they completed. Look at the circumstances they persevered through. And then look at me and what's crushing me. Listen, here's the idea. It is normal to have problems. Everybody has them. And if you could solve all of your problems, and I don't care what successful person you look to up to right now, they have a ton of problems. And if they could solve all of their problems, they would have all new problems tomorrow. We have to be inspired to solve them. See, the difference between you and the people 
that get a ton done, if you feel like you're stuck and you're not really nurturing momentum, whether they consciously know it or not, they're moving forward in a different reality. And here it is. They know they don't need energy for the whole big project, the big initiative. You want to make a big change in your life. You want to make a job change, rebuild a career, make a massive relationship change, accomplish a significant or amazing project. You don't need energy for the whole thing. You only need energy for the next step. I caught myself as I was walking around in our flooded basement. Uh, I hear the squishing sound under the carpet, and I'm just thinking, not now, not today. It's never the big things that wake you up at 4 a.m. that cause the breakdown. It's after a bunch of gut punches when the smallish thing does you in. It's the final straw, and my threshold was here. I walked around squishing on the carpet. I felt stunned. I felt the energy dissipate. This was too much. Then inspiration. I'll move this toy. Now I'll move this toy. The inspiration was that I don't have to clean up the whole basement. I don't have the energy for that. But I have the energy to move this one thing. And after I move this one thing, I'll move the next one thing. And an hour later, I'm hoisting diluted car- or deluged carpet pieces through the basement window to my wife. Covered in sweat, I found energy to do it. Another hour later, the fans are working. And the next morning, almost everything was completely dry. I want to share a quote with you from Anne Lamott, wrote a book, Bird by Bird, Some Instructions on Writing in Life. She says this, you don't have to see where you're going. You don't have to see your destination or everything you will pass along the way. You just have to see two or three feet ahead of you. This is right up there with the best advice on writing or life I have ever heard. I love how she says that. You don't have to see your destination. You don't have to know everything that's going to happen. It's just two or three or two or three feet ahead of you. It's just the next step. Here's what I love about only needing energy for the next step. I get unblocked. I have flow. See, your flow is sacred. You don't want to waste it. When you get unblocked and you have flow and then there's momentum, and then you know, I just take the next step. Now, a big idea in relationship to this, and then I'm going to make it really practical for you. What helps me in moments that aren't maybe negative or catastrophe like cleaning the basement where I still want to find the energy for the next right step is to understand that some moments are going to be mundane, but I'm going to show up to every moment with a sense of passion for that moment's potential or possibility. How about all those peas? Yeah. Um, Some family dinners are mundane. Some develop inside jokes, and they're amazing, and they're a blast. Some morning routines feel like you're punching the clock a little bit. Some make you feel alive and awake. Sometimes you show up to a meeting, and you know how the conversation is going to go, but you show up thinking this could be one of those times where a vulnerable relationship develops or we get a crazy idea to launch a product, whatever it is. I want to keep showing up like this could be one of those times. I don't have to have it all figured out. I just want to be present, engaged with where I'm at at this moment. I'm future-focused, and we talked about stirring up the vision, you know, in the first four of these, uh, the ones with the parentheses and the number following, but I'm going to show up engaged. Now, here's the thing. Anytime I'm talking to people about this, there are those that go, I feel like I've lost so much momentum. I I can't turn it back around. I've missed that next moment so many times. 
you know, I don't even know how to recognize what the next right step would be. Well, the next right step, you could put too much pressure on yourself. The next right step just means something that you feel is the overflow of who you are. And it's the next strategic step to take. It's uh, got solid motives. You want to help others. You want to move your mission forward. Um, You're ready to commit to the action of that step. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can filter what the next right step is. But to be present with your life, to not be sucked into the future or the past that you're missing it, is just to say, what's it mean for me to take this next step? But if you've lost momentum and you feel like, I can't get back to that, I don't know what I'm going to do, look, no shame, okay? First thing, celebrate you recognized the loss of momentum. That's awesome. Do you know how many people won't acknowledge what isn't working? There's a phrase that I use with myself a lot. Face reality fiercely. Face reality fiercely, Chris. What's happening? What isn't working? What are you thinking is working but isn't? So good job. Celebrate you recognize it. Number two, re-engage and take that, take that next step. Take that next step. You say, I, I don't know what that next step is. Well, here's a, here's a hack. And this helps me a ton. And I said a couple times in this episode, I hope you figure out what the next right step it is or what the next right step is. When you are inspired, capture that inspiration, which I've talked to you about that on just a few preceding episodes, and then assign it a time slot on your calendar. That's the most important statement in this whole podcast. Start this one habit and in five years, you'll look up and see a completely different life around you than the one you now know. You want to write a book? Schedule a time to write the first chapter, right? Or even write the first five pages. Want to start a business? Schedule time to email your friends and offer what you're doing for free. See, you take the inspiration, the idea that you have, and then you capture it. We've been talking about that. And then you schedule it on your calendar. So after I get done with this podcast, I have a number of things that I've captured, things that I have now scheduled on my calendar to do this morning. Um, I'm pretty excited about three or four of them, one or two of them. I'm like, ugh, not going to be a ton of fun. I'll probably do those first because that's the hardest. And then I'll be able to go, okay, these other three things, let's have some fun. Let's play. Um, I'm not waking up with a blank slate saying, ah, what do I need to do today? Because I already have a plan. I recognize when I need to make an interruption. So it's one thing to get inspired and capture it. It's another thing to assign it time on your calendar. And I know that's hard. I know we're busy. Uh, I know weeks can be very full. you got to figure that part out. Life is more 10,000 small choices that move you in a direction than the few big epic choices. So I want you to start valuing how you use the next 30 minutes more than what you'll do with your whole day. Because steps change things more than some over-aggressive show of strength if you can recognize the weak points and how you're approaching it. So go now with the energy you have to take the next step. Peace.